You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up for Friday, June 23rd, 2017. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us again, as usual, is Eric Sprott. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Uh, we've had a great week. The, the, the prices are flat for the week. <laughs> We've stopped the ground trend. It's all good now. Yeah, nothing wrong. Hey, I tell you what, after where we were last Friday and all the doom and gloom and all the perma bears out in force, I tell you what, a, a flat week isn't too bad, is it? We'll take it. Before we get started, just a reminder, everybody, that this weekly wrap-up is brought to you by Sprott Money, an accredited Royal Canadian Mint Bullion DNA dealer. Visit SprottMoney.com to learn more. Eric, it has been a flat week. Uh, and that's okay. But the, probably the most shining uh, star out there this week has been the shares. Actually, the Huey Index, as we speak, is up about seven points on the week or 4%. What do you think of that? Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, interestingly, I think the stocks tend to go before the price of gold goes because, of course, the leverage is so much more. And if a guy gets a sniff that uh, things are bottoming out here, or you, maybe the guy doesn't even get a sniff. Maybe he knows they're bottoming out here because he knows what he's going to do next week, if you follow me. Because the same guys that shorted it down here will be covering their shorts. So they probably would be loading up in the stocks ahead of time if they knew they're going to uh, have a situation where the prices were going to move back up. So, uh, no, it's been quite impressive. Uh, I've been most impressed by these various companies that come out with, like, lots of stellar drill holes. I'm just amazed at how many companies have, have done well here. And I think that there's lots of opportunity for those who who are kind of watching that stuff to uh, to pick up on some opportunities because the market is really not as responsive to uh, to great results as it used to be. But I think that will change in time. We get the price of gold going up, then things can really react. So I think we've had a about a four or five week respite here where good news has come out, but not much has happened to the stock. So I think there's some catching up to do. So if you're um, Sort of watching what's happening, I think there's going to be lots of opportunities. Yeah, you know, and we've been following along this year, uh, watching prices kind of in a three steps forward, two steps back pattern. You could say we just completed the, the two steps back, perhaps. And and maybe what is most encouraging, Eric, uh, of the action this week is that the dollar is unchanged as well. And long-term interest rates have actually continued to fall. We talked last week about the bond market uh, ignoring all of the jawboning that uh, uh, Chairman Yellen was putting out there. It seems to be continuing this week, doesn't it? There's no question that that's the most... Uh a uh, critical element out there that the bond market is just saying, hey, there's no recovery, okay? We know rates are going lower. You guys just keep printing. There's no recovery. And, and in fact, th- there would be lots of people, myself included, who would think, hey, we could end up with negative GDP here. We might be negative GDP right now when you look at car sales going down and new home sales going down or retail sales being poor. So, you know, it sort of puts you in a situation where literally June could be a negative month because – you know, it's the second or third month in a row that some of these things have come off here. So uh, the bond market is obviously buying into no recovery and uh, not listening to one word that uh, Cherry Yellen is saying, uh, saying the economy is, I guess, continues to be strong or grow or whatever words she used that, you know, I, I found quite repulsive at the time because I think it's just an out-and-out lie. And in fact, the more I think about these rate increases, I I just think they're trying to get some rate increases out there so they can have rate, incre- rate decreases to fight the recession that, that we're probably heading into here. So um, I think the bond market's got it right. 
And maybe we should talk about that for a second, Eric, because that is some of the, the thought process that people have put out there saying that that's what the Fed is attempting to accomplish. Because you go back to March, Eric, before that, that rate hike back in March, uh, they have now raised the Fed funds rate by 50 basis points since the 1st of March. But the 10-year note and the 30-year long bond are both down by 50 basis points over the same time period. Uh, you know what a flat yield curve means uh, for the economic future. Maybe you could explain that yeah. to everybody else that's listening. Well, it's just a sign that uh, it, that the, the bond market is not buying into this economic recovery. And that's why the rates are as low as they are. They just they don't see it. We don't see it. Uh, you know, they're trying to predict what's going to happen many years down the line, whereas the market tends to be, the stock market tends to be a little more short-term focused. But, you know, when you're buying 10 and 30-year bonds, you've got to be looking down the line and wondering, you know, what's likely to be happening here over a sustained period of time. And, of course, we've had a sustained period of time when there's no growth. So uh, the bond market's got it right. We're in the kind of Japanese-type situation where, you know, they, they provide all this stimulus and provide low rates, but it just never hits escape velocity, which they used to talk about. They, of course, they don't talk about it anymore because we're never going to get there. So anyway, it's, uh, I think the bond market's telling, telling a big tale. And uh, of course, if, if rates are going to stay low in the long run, it makes gold that much more attractive long-run investment. That's for certain. And I wanted to ask you one last question this week. I saw an article yesterday about the, I, um, I guess it's, we'll call it the wealthy investors around the world and what forms of gold they own. Uh, you would be classified as a wealthy investor, my friend, and I think we know what form of gold you primarily own, but a lot of these guys own uh, futures contracts and shares in the GLD. Uh, for anybody that's uh, uninitiated out there, perhaps you could share with us uh, why that would be a faulty way to invest in gold, and maybe you're better served owning the real thing. Sure. Well, of course, we know in the futures market that there's very little gold there versus all the futures contracts outstanding, right? There's probably like two or three percent of the gold is actually available to a guy owning a futures contract. So if you took the universe of guys owning futures contracts, there's no gold for them. You know, they might get 2% of what they want. First guy will get all of it. Um, in the case of GLD, it's always been debatable whether the gold's really there. I mean, they rely on uh, sub-custodians confirming that they have the gold, but a lot of those sub-custodians may just have contracts for gold. Therefore, they say they have the gold. So uh, for me, it's a physical thing. you got to own physical. you got to put it outside the banking system. Uh, I've done that. I've been doing it for years. I've never sold an ounce of gold or silver. And I feel very comfortable that uh, that our day's going to come. And it's not as though we've had a bad stretch when I got involved back in 2000. The uh, price of gold was under 300 Today it's 1200 So it's gone up by 300%, which is not bad. Uh, silver, of course, was, I guess, around five, and it's at... Uh, close to 17 these days. So it's, they've been good investments and, and we've had to put up with a, about a five year bear market here. And I think that bear market's over based on, you know, the performance last year, the performance this year, the analysis of the geopolitical situation in the world, uh, the analysis of the financial situation of the world. I, and when I say that, I kind of think of Illinois these days and Chicago and all these unfunded obligations and do they have to declare bankruptcy and they probably will and there was a great article talking about uh, government pension plans and how underfunded they were and just one little down market for a year and man they're they're underfunded liabilities would just scream by you know tens of trillions of dollars well who's got tens of trillions of dollars right so 
the the, the whole pension uh, thing is a huge problem with uh, zero interest rates. And uh, God forbid we end up with a bear market here because those funds are going to face a, a very, very rude awakening. And, of course, we're dealing with people who aren't going to get pension plans, which is not going to be pretty. I mean, throw that into a in, – in, in as a factor of economy that's already got no growth, and then all of a sudden these people don't get their pensions. Like the 400,000 members, I think it was the Teamsters that all of a sudden found out they're going to get like a third of what they thought they were going to get. What, what do you think their spending patterns are going forward? So – it's 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 these tsunami of of false promises that that are going to hit home here in in due course. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be in the next quarter or year, but I mean, Illinois looks like it's real close. I mean, I would certainly bet money that something happens in the next 12 months for sure. So it's um, we're there, and 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 we shouldn't be investing for 12 months anyway. Should we should be investing for what's going to happen in the longer term? And in the longer term. The U.S. is bankrupt in my mind, and I've explained that many times. I don't need to do it again, but uh, that's, I think, why you have to own physical gold, just to to get out of the system. Exactly, Eric. And again, we have to keep our eyes on the long term. Even though the the short term seems to dominate the headlines and dominate the emotions, nothing from a long-term perspective has changed, has it? We definitely need to stay the course. Well, we've gone through two crises already, right? We had the NASDAQ meltdown, then we had what they call now the great financial crisis. In 07, 08, 09, we're going to have another one, and it'll be way worse than anything else before. So stay prudent and uh, stay in the precious metals. Sounds like a winning strategy to me, my friend. I look forward to speaking with you again next week, and we'll see where things stand here as we close out the second quarter of the year. We're already be at the halfway point of the year, Eric, if you can believe that, when we talk next Friday. Yeah, I look forward to it, Craig. All the best. And from everyone here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.